recorded live. What's up, everyone? Hassan here, and you're listening to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 29th, and it is the 84th episode of the Nintendo Fuse podcast entitled Nintendo's Vision for Wii U's Future. Um, so today we have Greg here with us. Hey, everybody. And Steve may be joining us uh, later on in the uh, in the podcast. Uh, but for now, it's just the two of us. And uh, we are doing this podcast live right now. So what that means is you can actually call into the podcast live and voice your opinions on some of the things that we discuss. Um, or you can also join us in the chat room that we have going on, and you can kind of type out your comments, and we'll, me- we'll mention them in the, uh, in the podcast live as well. So we do the podcast live at roughly every other Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So definitely check that out. Full details are on NintendoFuse.com right now on how to call in and join us. So definitely uh, do that. So without further ado, let's get right into it. So let's start off by discussing some of the games that we've been playing recently. Um, And I'll start off with one that I played the demo of before, and I I liked it enough to go out and purchase the full game, and that is uh, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed for Wii U. it, uh, I played the first game, the Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing or whatever it was called, um, on PS3, I think. Uh, Trist, for anyone that knows him on our forums, um, he got the game, and so I played with, with him a little bit and stuff when we were roommates. And um, it's... Uh, it's I wasn't really a big fan of the original. Um, it felt kind of cheap almost like it felt like it was just copying Mario Kart in every way but just not as good and it just did not feel very polished um like I remember playing this one super monkey ball level or something and it was just really frustrating trying to navigate the course like it just I don't know I just was not a big fan um but I played the demo for this one and I feel like they definitely polished the game up a lot more it's definitely a lot more fun um it still feels like they borrowed a lot of different things from, from Mario Kart. Like, there's a lot of things that seem really similar, but at the same time, it has its differences, and it's kind of, it's still kind of interesting um, to, to play through. Um, and uh, you can play with the, the gamepad, the pro controller, I think, like, Wii remotes and other stuff. I haven't tried those yet. Uh, I've played single player, and then I've also played with my sisters. I've gotten both of them to try out the game as well, and they've liked it as well. Um, so I've really been enjoying it. I think uh, there's a lot of different courses so far. Um, I think there's like 20 courses that I've seen, and there might be more. Um, there's a bunch of different characters. I haven't unlocked any new ones, but I like playing as Wreck-It Ralph because that movie was awesome. So it's cool to play as Wreck-It Ralph in the game too. That's that's another cool point. Um, and some of the levels are interesting. Like I like that, like with Mario Kart, for the most part, as you're playing, like if you have three laps in a course, they all kind of were the same um, each lap for the most part, I think, um, unless it was one of, the, one of the courses in the recent Mario Kart where it was, like, one long track that covered, you know, three laps. But in this game, like, the third lap, usually they really change stuff up, so it's, like, completely different. So that makes it really interesting. And you can also um, – your vehicle transforms to uh, drive around in the water or to fly in the sky as well, similar to, I guess, Mario Kart 7 in a way, but – um, it's, uh, pretty interesting. Um, so I'm really, really liking that. I haven't played online or anything yet. Um, trying to do that soon, but it's, uh, it's been really fun. 
Um, that's definitely uh, definitely keeping the void filled between now and whenever Mario Kart Wii U comes out. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, you thinking about uh, getting that at all, Greg? Well, I didn't get a chance to try out the demo, but I'm not thinking that I was going to get it at least at this point. I mean, I mean, it did seem a lot of fun. It was actually felt more difficult than Mario Kart was, unless I just haven't adjusted to controls on Wii U. But like, I guess I just didn't really understand like all the weapons and everything like that, and how to fast go like how to go through the course as quickly as possible because it felt like I didn't get hit too often, but I was only able to get like fourth place, or whatever, in the one race that I did. But, right. I mean, the course seems overall pretty well designed, and it was nice to have that transformation. Like, you get to a certain point in the level, and then, boom, you become an airplane, and then you're flying around. And then next portion, like, boom, you'll get back into a car, and then you're in the water area, and then, like, you're like a, like a boat-like hovercraft device. And that was pretty interesting in itself to put with the different modes, and they automatically transform like they did, and it wasn't like... City Kong Racing, where you have to select one of the three and then race that course with that vehicle. Right. Yeah, I think it definitely took some getting used to, like took some adjusting, because I sort of expected it to be kind of like Mario Kart in a way, but it, it, it sort of is, but it's, it's not. I don't know how to explain that necessarily. It's uh, It feels a bit different. Like, Mario Kart feels like more of an arcade racer, Whereas this, I mean, it is sort of like an arcade racer, but it feels a bit more like a racer racer, if that, if that makes any sense. Probably doesn't. But um, well, yeah, I kind of understand what you're saying. It felt more like it was like a need for speed kind of thing because it was less, yeah. and less craziness that you didn't always do with Mario Kart with the constant shells and banana peels and stuff littered all over the course. Just seemed like a lot of the weapons were just like a straightforward like, kind of missile kind of thing to hit the player in front of you kind of thing and it wasn't I didn't really seem to get too many items that was more Mario Kart-ish like the getting like Starman or getting like a chain chomp thing to pull you forward it was just like a basic like straightforward shooting weapon and like a boost item and stuff like that yeah I think yeah definitely um not as much like variety necessarily in the weapons a lot of them tend to do similar things um and it is it is there's like a lot of boosts like pads that you can kind of drive over on the tracks and stuff. So it's definitely a bit more about the the speed and stuff. Um, And uh, I mean, it's fun, but I I did find myself certain times like playing through the tracks. Like I played through some of the courses once and I'm kind of like, all right, I feel like I've mastered this course. Like the tracks themselves aren't that difficult really. And except for, I mean, there are a couple of them that are, and, but it's mostly more towards like the third lap when things really change that things get interesting. So that's another thing that, like, while Mario Kart may have some more basic courses, somehow those feel like it takes more time to master in a way. Um, it just I guess some of these courses seem a bit more straightforward to me. I don't know. Um, but uh, it's definitely interesting. I, I feel like it, it's not, I guess, obviously there's some bias there in that, like, Mario Kart's like, I know all these characters, you know? Like, I, I know these places and everything, so I kind of get enjoyment out of that, whereas this, I don't really know many of the, the Sega franchises. Like, I know, I mean, the Sonic ones, I know Super Monkey Ball, I know Wreck-It Ralph, and, like, that's about it. I don't know who some of these other, you know, random ones are. I've heard the names, uh, like, on message boards and that kind of things, but I've never really played those games. Um, so that's another interesting uh, 
thing there. But uh, I do like that. I think, I believe you can do five-player multiplayer um, because I played with my sister and I was using the gamepad and then it gave the TV screen, like the full TV screen to my sister and I was playing just on the gamepad, which that was interesting. Um, but I guess to me that seems to imply, I haven't really looked, but I, that seems to imply that you can do one person on the gamepad, four people on the TV screen. So that's nice to have five-player multiplayer now. Yeah, that's kind of, I kind of can make a cross-reference to Tank, Tank, Tank. I had gotten that one for Christmas, and it was like you can use up to five players, but the first player only has it solo on the gamepad. They can only see that screen, and then the other four, when it comes to it, it would do the split screen on the actual television. Right. So I, that is a pretty neat mechanic that they're allowing that to happen. Obviously, kind of more unfair to the person that has just the gamepad screen because then they can still look at the TV and know where the other players are and stuff like that with those people getting accused of, like, cheating or something like that. But right. I think you really can do to stop that. Yeah, definitely. Um and it's always nice to have more games that use the Pro Controller. Uh, definitely like that. And it's, I mean, Wii Remote, all the other stuff is nice too, but it's nice to have more compatibility with, you know, that other new controller that's out. So that's always a plus. Um, so that is uh, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Um, then the other thing that I've been playing recently is, well, I played it once. It was the demo of NBA 2K13. Um, I think I mentioned last week I did the demo of the FIFA game, so now I did a demo of one of the other sports games. Um, and this is another one that, like, just like with FIFA, I really haven't played many sports games in, in a long time. Um, like, I think the last uh, basketball game I played was back on, like, I think the GameCube or something. Um, I really haven't played much. Um, so, I honestly, I was trying to remember... Uh, I really can't remember, like, any Wii U-specific controls. I and mean, maybe there are, maybe there aren't, but, like, if there were, I certainly didn't really use them. Um, it just seemed just like a basic basketball game, which, I mean, I wasn't very good at it, but it was still kind of interesting. I don't know. I feel like uh, the sports games out of the FIFA one and this one that I've played the demos of, it feels like they're just sort of, lazy ports in a way. Like, I, I haven't seen anything that, like, has implemented any sort of Wii U stuff in a meaningful way. Like, especially the FIFA stuff, I remember we were talking about how it just felt really clunky and just didn't make sense. And with this one, I can't even remember what sort of Wii U controls, if any, there were. Um, I'm not sure what's up with that. It kind of sucks that they didn't really spend too much time on on those things. Um, have you got a chance to... No, I didn't know that one into the mainline sport games. I do like the more like parodies with the basketball game with the NBA. That that you're fired. That was on the Nintendo 64, but I don't usually play too many of the sport games unless they're like the off of the mainline games like the Mario Baseball and games like that. I don't usually play like the direct sport games like the 2Ks or whatnot. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought I'd kind of try it out, but it just seems sort of disappointing. Maybe maybe like the next, you know, year's versions of, of these sports games will kind of use Wii U stuff in a more meaningful way. Um, so 
Yeah, those games nice. are constantly evolving. I know it's like a big thing for Madden when it came on the Wii because they're using like the Wii remote and everything, and they implemented it pretty neat that way. I heard I didn't have a chance to play that one, but from what I've heard, it was hmm. pretty good. Right. I want to say I rented that, but like that was probably when we first came out, like around that time. So I really can't remember how that was. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to to wait and see. Um, so that's all that I have been playing recently. Um, for the most part, there's other little things like Assassin's Creed Three and stuff that I've already talked about. Those so don't have much more to add on that. Um, so what about you, Greg? What have you been playing? Well, as I was discussing last time, I've been continuing my journey with uh, the last story for Wii. I've been playing on the Wii U from my library rental. And I'm still loving the game a lot, and I'm probably closer to halfway through now. And it's been nothing but fun. You work as a team, and you have some magic users, and others are just swinging their swords and taking out throngs of enemies and huge monster-sized bosses and... It's just been a really blast to play. There's parts that get really difficult that I have to retry a number of times, but other than that, it's nice to have that little bit of challenge mixed in. That's pretty much all I can really add on, because, I mean, I did just talk it up a lot last time, so... Do you think uh, it was worth it for Operation Rainfall to bring that game over? Do you think that that was definitely a worthy uh, game for everybody to kind of you know, everybody wanted um, it to release in the States and everything. Definitely. I 100% recommend it for anyone that likes those RPG adventure games. I mean, I mean, most of it is kind of straightforward, but there's still times we can do side quests or with the other random side characters, and then there's even side chapters that you can do that kind of like are more developed, like actual full-length quests. And then you can get like extra bonus items from completing those as well, along with leveling up your character even more. So, right. your whole team levels up kind of together too. So, if there's characters that are not in that direct part of the story, they'll come back in later with their equipment and where they last let off. And then usually, they can still fight. And then you see them like go up like four levels at once and. <laughs> It's always pretty cool to see. Hmm. Yeah, the other game I've been playing is also the Fire Emblem for the 3DS, and I know I've been talking about that one a lot last time as well, and that one's kind of similar. It has a chapter, a number of chapters you can play in a world map, so it's kind of similar to, like, New Super Mario Brothers in a way where you get to pick which level you get to go to and, and repeat, like, other levels. They add, like, new enemies back in the fight because there's like a thing with like zombies that come into play in the second and third chapter and then they call them the Risen and then you can fight them on other levels you've already completed. And then you can gain additional experience and some other items. You can find additional items and stuff when they're defeated as well. But right. that, that game also has like side quests and side journeys and there's also going to be some DLC that will be coming out on its launch day next week, so I'll be excited to be able to try those extra maps as well. And uh, for that game, um, I've been hearing a bunch of people say that, like, from those that have 
played the, I haven't played the demo. I downloaded it, but I didn't get a chance to play it. But they said the game looked really good, like, graphically and everything. Um, oh, it is absolutely amazing. The 3D effects are really awesome, especially for the combat and everything. Like, you can really see, like, the depth and, like, when they're, like, making the jabs and the stabs with, like, the lances or swords or whatever. So, hmm. it's very beautiful game. I'm definitely going to be praising the graphics and 3D effects and the review without a doubt. And the soundtrack is also really solid and the gameplay is very, very good. And if you play the Sacred Stones for, from the Ambassador program, it's still pretty similar to that kind of style gameplay with the turn-based combat. But I think they did a really good job this time around and especially with like the world map, you can kind of move around and almost pick where you want to go kind of or if you want to replay a level or whatever too. Right. And uh, another thing, like, I haven't really played any Fire Emblem games and stuff, but from the Smash Bros. series, the music is awesome. Like, what do you think about the, the music in this game? Yeah, the music is still top-notch solid. I mean, they have some, like, a remix of, like, the regular theme that you kind of hear, like, in Melee and Brawl and stuff, and then they also have plenty of new music, obviously, as well. Nice. Yeah, I've been hearing so many good things about this game. Like, I'm so tempted to try and get it, but I know I'm not a big fan of RPGs, so it's like, this game looks interesting, but then I'm afraid I'm going to get it and then not like it just because I don't like that, that genre. But it looks like it'll be a really solid game. I mean, they have, like, varying modes. I mean, they have, like, three difficulty levels. There's, like, a normal, hard, and, like, a ultra-hard kind of thing they call it lunatic. And there's also... They also have two different, like, styles to play. You can have, like, the classic feel where if you lose one of your character, he's gone forever, and they've also brought in a mode where the character will be revived at the end of the battles, and you never lose a character. Hmm. And I went for the extra challenge and did the once dead, they stay dead, but then I also left it on, like, a normal difficulty because I didn't, never completed the Sacred Stones because I'm not that hardcore into it yet to played on hard and even on normal it seems like it's difficult to go right for your healing characters and your weaker characters when they can and so you have to be very protective of them especially if you're not using them in other levels because you get all you get to assign so many characters to each level that you play and obviously you want a kind of a balance of your strong characters and other characters you're trying to advance but like the enemies right. like sometimes they have like a wide range of attack and then they can go right past like your strong characters and go right up to your weak one, they'll like double or triple team them and then they can be gone and like after that combat hmm. within that turn. Right. Interesting. I guess I'll have to, to look into it and see. Um, but it definitely looks like it's going to be a solid game. Did you get a chance to play the Sacred Stones at all or in the Ambassador program? I did not. Um, there are a couple of those games, actually, that I didn't really get to. Um, but I should. I need to get to those. And that was a game I was unsure of, and it definitely pushed me into wanting to get other Fire Emblem games. But I'm not at a point to just go picking up all the games that I've missed yet. So just that's why I got, wanted to get this one for release, and I was fortunate enough to get the review code, so hopefully that review will be up within the next week or so before it's released. i got to start writing it. Cool. Well, then I look forward to the review. 
Um, so that is Fire Emblem Awakening and all the other games that, that we discussed for this episode. Um, if anyone else has any other games that you thought were interesting, well, first of all, you should be here live and discuss with us. But if not, you can always join our forums as well. Don't forget and uh, try and uh, join in on the discussion on the games there as well. So definitely check that out. Um, so now let's get on to some news. Basically, the rest of this podcast is going to focus on one big thing, except for one little other tidbit of news that I kind of wanted to get in there as well. So let's get to that. Um, so that one little tidbit of news is 3DS related, and it's that Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, which is coming to the 3DS on March 24th, has a multiplayer mode. So that's something that Nintendo's kind of kept under wraps and they finally revealed it. So there's a multiplayer mode in Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, and it features local and online multiplayer modes, as well as download play capabilities. So if you're playing with other people that don't have the game, you can send a copy, like a limited copy with them to kind of play multiplayer and stuff. Um, And basically the premise of the multiplayer is you're sort of going through these mansions to try and uh, capture like the... um, try and hunt down ghosts, but basically there's, there's different modes, I guess. So there's hunter mode where each player sort of controls a different color of Luigi um, and you're all trying to work together to, to hunt down these ghosts and clear the floors of the tower before the clock strikes zero. Um, and so you're trying to work well as a team and you can get bonuses and things like that if you if you do well together. And there's also boss battles and that kind of thing. Um, and there's different difficulty levels. So it seems pretty pretty in-depth, um, lots of different uh, modes and stuff. So Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, multiplayer. Uh, not something I kind of expected, but because of that, personally, this is what actually kind of interests me. Um, I was kind of on the fence about this game. I hadn't played Luigi's Mansion for the GameCube, um, and I thought this one was kind of interesting, but I wasn't completely sold on it. Uh, and multiplayer is nice, but what really sold me is the fact that there's online multiplayer. Um, because I don't have a lot of people that I can sort of play with around here, so online multiplayer is definitely pretty interesting. Um, So now I'm definitely seriously considering it. Um, There's a bunch of other games coming out around that time or before, so I don't know if I'll get it on launch day, but I'm definitely considering it. Um, What about you, Greg? What do you think about multiplayer in this game? I also thought it was an interesting view for them, because, I mean, I was almost thinking it was going to be something more like the Nintendo Land version with the Luigi's Mansion of, like, having, like, a team against, like, a one-player, even, like, two-on-two or something like that. But it just turns out, like, it's mostly, like, like all the online players work together as a team to strike down the ghosts, and it's kind of like a... You have to use, like, obviously the effective teamwork and everything to clear each floor and then all together work together to fight the bosses, so... It does sound pretty intriguing. I mean, I'll most likely go through the story mode first before trying the online multiplayer. It's usually I play games like that or Kid Icarus and whatever. So it's, to me, it's a nice feature to have. It'll pro- prolong the length of like time that you'll play because there'll always be new people to play with online. And you also arrange to play with friends as well, either locally or even online. So it'll be nice to be able to get together with some of the members from the board that have the game and try to schedule team event to go through some floors or whatever. So I'm definitely looking forward to the game. I had it actually paid off since last year when it was supposed to launch, but 
finally excited that it will be out on March 24th. Right. And that makes me, like, think, because a bunch of the, the online games that, that some of us have tend to be really competitive stuff online, but it will be interesting to have one that we can all work together on. Um, I know we've been trying to play online with certain games and stuff, um, but that would be fun to play with, with other people on Nintendo Fuse, like, working together to clear these levels and stuff. Um, that would be nice, though, if they... It probably doesn't, but to have voice chat for something cooperative online, you know. But uh, yeah, especially if it's be working together, it'd be kind of difficult to communicate if there's no voice chat. I mean, I'm not thinking that there's going to be. Nintendo's not known to have voice chat in any of their online games, so maybe they'll actually allow you to have write your own messages in, so it'd be okay. So and so, why huff and why go over there and check over there in the corner or something? I don't know, but. Hopefully they'll leave some text. It almost looked like from the trailer or something that um, you had, like, certain pre preset messages you could pick from or something. Like, I can't remember what, but I seem to have gotten that impression from watching the trailer. Um, so I wonder if that's more. what they're just going to use. Hopefully it'll be a lot more than the Mario Kart 7 entries <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are so annoying because it's like you want to express some more stuff, but you you can't do it with those limited messages, but um, oh, well, well. I hope it'll be a decent selection. You're like, hey, you go over here, or you do this, or something. Hopefully, it'll be actually like commands, and somebody can be act as like a leader for the team and um, be able to help assign tasks out or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So that's March 24th, Luigi's Mansion: Dark Moon. If anyone wants to get the game, you can join us online, and we'll. Uh, well, hunt some ghosts together. So that'll be fun. Um, so now let's talk about the, the main event for this podcast, and that is there was a recent Nintendo Direct uh, that focused completely on Wii U. And this is basically Nintendo saying that all our Nintendo de- Directs usually have been kind of focusing on the next few months coming up, but this time we want to change things up and we want to give you an outline of what is our plan for Wii U's future. Um, not just the next few months, but I guess the rest of the year and and beyond, I guess. Um, and so that is what they did. Um, so we're just going to get into it. We're just going to go chronologically kind of from what they discussed and go through each point, I guess. Um, so first off, uh, well, this presentation was done by Iwata. And uh, he started off talking about Miiverse and showing different drawings and different things like that. And um, he discussed, I guess, what that's all about. And he mentioned that uh, developers on Miiverse um, can have, like, basically, like, on, if you're on Twitter, they have, like, a little verified button. You can say, you know, the user's verified and everything. Um, but uh, so they have something similar to that, like, on Miiverse. I think it's, like, a green check mark or something. Um, and uh, so those developers also have the ability to post like YouTube video links and other things like that. Um, so he started talking about, about that. Um, have you gotten a chance to see any of those YouTube video links? Apparently some people have, I guess they've already started posting stuff, some developers, but I haven't seen that. I haven't really seen too many of them. I think I saw one developer's post in the new Super Mario Brothers U community, but that always gets kind of bogged down because of how often people can post to it. So, I actually didn't view it. I did see a post with it, but I don't think the check marks were implemented at that time. But I did see like a play button on, like that, 
like the little screenshot where like where the screenshot would be displayed for what they were doing, but I didn't. I decided not to click on it because I think it was for like one of the challenges, and I didn't really like to see how they're done. I'd rather kind of figure them out on my own, so I decided not to view that video. Right. I'm waiting for like Iwata or Reggie or somebody to to post on there. Yeah, I know it would be one of those things that would be filtered at the top and be like, oh, look at what Reggie said, and then I'll have like a million yeahs on it. And <laughs> right. Millions of comments. And <laughs> I, I do think it's cool that uh, it's kind of random, but I saw that like the Sony, like one of the heads of Sony, I can't remember what department or what, but he got a Wii U and he was kind of posting in the communities and stuff too. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's cool that into that. Uh, he obviously isn't verified or anything, but um, I thought that was, uh, that was interesting. Um, I mean, I did, I did watch the Nintendo Direct a few extra times just to kind of see if there's other tidbits. And it made it seem like other organizations could even qualify for like a check mark. So I almost wonder if we were able to contact Nintendo. I don't know if they would do it for like the news sites at all or not, but I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think I saw a certain, like, I want to say I saw, like, Jeff Cayley from Game Trailers and stuff. I think he has a green check mark and stuff. So I think certain journalists are verified, too. They made it seem like it could be almost anyone, not just necessarily a developer. It could be, like, people that work in the field or whatever. But obviously we'll have to hear from contact Nintendo to see if it's even something like that is possible or whatever. But Yeah. That helps and not get like that'd be cool if we could get verified so we're not lost in the uh in the midst of all the other posts and everything. But uh so, yeah. So that is uh the Meverse stuff. We'll get into a bit more Meverse stuff in a little bit, but that's kinda how you wanna start off. And then he mentioned that they are planning two system updates coming, uh, for Wii U. One in the spring and one in the summer. And they're gonna basically in two parts, uh they're going to increase the menu switching speeds. So, you know, if you're in one application and then you try and load another, the speed there, and also just general loading times. Um, so two updates in the spring and then in the summer. Um, so they'll kind of do a two-part thing to hopefully fix that stuff. And I think that was one of, you know, my bigger criticisms with Wii U, and so I'm glad they're finally um, addressing that. Uh, seems like they kind of have some sort of a, a plan together. Um, and and the system updates. Yeah, go ahead. I was also going to say that was one of my main criticisms, too. It just kind of seems like you spent more time letting stuff load than doing other things. But I hope that it's going to be a more significant increase and not just a really noticeable increase. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, is like when you try and load an app. Like even even now, like if you get into Meverse, it's not bad. It's like once the initial time opening it up and stuff. Um, like I feel like, for example, Nintendo TV also, like loading that up and even in the app and stuff, it's kind of slow. It's like if I want to go and like switch channels around and stuff and use Nintendo TV to navigate with the TV, it takes me so much longer to, I got to boot up the Wii U, click on Nintendo TV, click on, you know, but if I had something similar, like if I were comparing like an iPad, like for example, a TV app, to turn that on and then click on the app and open it, like it's so much faster. So it's like 
this stuff would work great if things were faster, I guess. So hopefully they'll definitely uh, improve on that. I've also seen like other people saying that hopefully when you download a game that it doesn't need to do another update already. Because technically I think if you download the game, you should be downloading already like whatever the most up-to-date version is. That like when yeah. I downloaded like New Super Mario Brothers, you're like oh it's downloaded the game, but then like oh then you have to wait for it to install, and then it's like hey there's an update for the game, it needs to install that. So it's like well I couldn't have just downloaded it all when I first downloaded it. Yeah, no, I kind of I've had the same thing. Like I just downloaded the Sonic Racing game as well, and it made me download an update even after I downloaded the game. Um, and by the way, uh, Steve is on the line, so hey Steve. Hey guys, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm good. Sorry, I'm calling in late. No, no problem. Uh, so we just kind of started discussing the uh, the Nintendo Direct, basically just some of the beginning stuff with the system update and everything, with the, how they're going to increase loading times. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. I mean, it's not like horrible, but I think in terms of Nintendo's standard, it's a little slow. Like, I think Nintendo's always been better with load times on their systems. Like when I play PS3 or Xbox or like the original PlayStation, different things like that, the load times are always horribly long. But Nintendo's always kind of prided themselves with, you know, they didn't want to go with a disc-based, you know, system for so long because of load times. And then when they did, they made sure to to cut down the load times. So I think it's it's important, really important, you know, that they keep up that standard because I think they dropped the ball just a little bit with the Wii U. They're not, it's not terribly bad, but it is longer than I, you know, used to with the Nintendo system. Right. Yep. So same, um, I don't remember the Wii even being very bad at all, but it seemed like it was pretty seamless and fast. But it seems like the, with the Wii U, you got to wait for it to load up, and then you got to wait for the app to open, and it seems like there's significant wait time now. Right. I feel like now, especially with certain features that they have, like especially with the 3DS too, like they always want it to be on sleep mode so you can just kind of open it and play. So, I mean, obviously we use a console, so it's not the same thing necessarily, but um, it'd be nice to have something that feels a bit more instant in a way. Like if you want to play, you just sort of pick it up and turn on and there you go rather than having to wait for a bit. Um, but uh, hopefully these updates will kind of improve upon that. So spring and the summer are when we're getting the two system updates. And after the spring updates, uh, Nintendo finally detailed their Wii U Virtual Console. So this is separate from the Wii Virtual Console um, because the Wii Virtual Console games are relegated to the Wii menu on the Wii U. So basically, if you uh, want to play those games, you kind of your Wii U sort of boots up into a Wii, and you can't access anything Wii U related. Um, so that's why they're releasing a Wii U Virtual Console. Um, and basically, their plan is this is going to come sometime after the spring update, and it's going to start with some NES and Super Nintendo games. Um, they said it's going to kind of take time to go through that backlog of titles and and update them all for Wii U compatibility but they're going to start with a selection of NES and Super Nintendo games, and they're later going to include Game Boy Advance games. So that's something new. Um, and these Wii Virtual Console games are going to have a Miiverse community. They're going to have uh, off-TV play, save states, um, and 
best of all for me, this is something that I was hoping they would do, and I kind of actually was thinking they might not do it, but they luckily did, and that is for those that bought the Wii version of a virtual console title, rather than having to rebuy the Wii U version at full price, you can basically buy it at a discounted price of, um, I believe the NES Super Nintendo games, like I think they're going to be 5 or $6. So instead of paying that full price, you're going to pay a dollar to a dollar fifty to simply upgrade your Wii version. So that's much more manageable in my opinion. And I feel like for the added features like the Miiverse stuff and, you know, things like that, I feel like it's, I guess, uh, reasonable to pay a little bit more. Um, and uh, along those lines, they have a, to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Famicom, they have a v, we, the Wii U virtual console trial campaign. And so each month from now until July, to celebrate the 30th anniversary, they're going to offer a game for 30 cents for 30 days. So basically uh, each month, you know, for 30 days, there's going to be a game that you can buy for 30 cents. Uh, so January is Balloon Fight for the NES. That's out right now. February is F-Zero for the Super Nintendo. March is Punch-Out featuring Mr. Dream for the NES. April is Kirby's Adventure for the NES. May is Super Metroid for the Super Nintendo. June is Yoshi for the NES. And July is Donkey Kong for the NES. Um, So Balloon Fight is out. Um, I got it, and I think some of you guys got it as well, right? Um, Yep. So what are are your thoughts on, I guess, if you play Balloon Fight, like the, the Wii Virtual Console version, and I guess all of this this news as well. Uh, let's start with Steve. I'll say, I mean, initially, I actually, I think I misunderstood them, or maybe it's just kind of one of those things that kind of got lost in the translation or whatever. Um, I initially thought that these games would only be available for, for 30 days, and then they'd go away, and if you had bought it, it was kind of like a, basically like a 30-day rental period sort of thing for 30 cents, and then you had, you had the opportunity to buy it uh, for, you know, normal price whenever the, the console launched later. Uh, but then after I started reading, I was like, oh, no, you get to keep it. It's just a kind of preliminary thing. You know, the first, you know, ones up the gate are 30 cents, and then you get to keep it. Um, after that point, I was like, okay, you know, I'll go ahead and get balloon fight, because if it was just for a 30-day period, I wouldn't have got it. But since I get to keep it, I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's you know, a steal for 30 cents I get, you know, this game. Um, so I played it a few times, um, and I played the original and I think the one they put on uh, 3DS virtual console and stuff as well. So it's fun. It's uh, it's really challenging, um, and so you know, <laughs> it's but it's it's very very simple as well. So it's one of those games that's very, I, I think you don't play for very long unless you're just really good at it or you're really you know wanting to get the high score um, because it doesn't. It's not doesn't have that lasting appeal. They're like, oh yeah, I'll just play this game for hours, like Mario Brothers. This is definitely a game that I'll play a couple rounds and then I'll put it down and won't touch it for a while. But it's good. I mean, it's thirty cents, so in my opinion, why not? All right. What about you, Greg? I also thought that was a really good price point for it. I mean, I probably wouldn't have gotten it at uh, full. Uh, or five dollars that they're saying that's going to be, because I didn't have that one on the Wii. I had it for the 3DS. I mean, it's pretty much identical to the 3DS version by having, like, having like even like local multiplayer and then like even like the save states and stuff. But yeah, I mean the 
me versus immigration is nice to have. I got to post my high score like once, I believe, and I played it second time, and I didn't get a chance to get that high of a score. And I haven't really used the save state much. I did use it a lot more on the 3DS for other games, not for Balloon Fight. And I think it works pretty well. I don't think you can delete it very easily, though, I think, if I remember from the 3DS. But I, I don't know for sure how the Wii U version works. But I did want to have another note on the $1 prices for the NES games. The $1.50 is for the Super Nintendo games that you're upgrading to. Uh, and the Super Nintendo games are normally $8 or $9. That Those are normally priced. And if you already have them on Wii, then they'll be $1.50, which will be even bigger steal because you're getting even larger discount for it. So when yeah. like Super Mario World and stuff comes out, that's going to be a really awesome price. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned the save state thing. I don't think it's really that important for a game like Balloon Spike to have save state. Um <laughs> But I mean, like for maybe Mario Brothers, it might, have, it might be important down the line. But yeah, for you know something like Balloon Fight, doesn't seem, at least for me, it's not that important. Maybe those players that can, you know, keep on going on and on for a long time, maybe it's important for them. But for me, it's like, you know, my my play times through a, a level only lasts, you know, a couple minutes anyhow. So like, it's not gonna be that important for me to stay where I am. Um, but it is cool to meet the Miiverse integration, I think, especially because some of these games are, you know, a lot of these old classic games are uh, driven by scores. And, you know, while I doubt they're ever going to, you know, really ramp it up and add online scoreboards to, you know, some of these classic games, with Miiverse integration, you're able to post your high scores within there. So you kind of get that feel, even though it's, you know, not the same, but it's, it's along the same lines here. You're able to accomplish a lot of the same things, which is kind of cool. I also yeah. wanted to point out that I was actually, I actually found out you can change the controls on these games. I know for the 3DS, ah. not, but there is like a hidden menu. If you hit, I think either ZR or ZL, <laughs> you get, you bring right. up this, you bring up a special menu, and you can actually customize the controls. So if you don't like using a and B, how it was on the regular Nintendo, you can use, like, Y and B instead for flight on, yeah. like, for balloon fight. So I do really love that feature. That would be really nice when they do release the original Mario Brothers because then you can feel like you're running with Y and then use, like, the, like, B to jump instead, like how it is on New Super Mario Brothers U. Yeah, that will definitely be very helpful. I forgot about that feature, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, that was nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely for thirty cents, I figured you know the game would be worth it. I think I, I also thought the same thing, Steve, at first. And when I was reading it, I was like, huh, I guess it's just a thirty-day trial or what? But um, yeah, for thirty cents, I'll be buying all of these games, even if I only play them once or twice. It's like the quarter and a nickel, you know, to to get the game and bust it out, you know, for a little while every now and then. Then it's, it's definitely yeah. Uh, Definitely worth it, I think. Um, right. Yeah. And it's nice that we're getting some of these before the, I guess, technically official Wii U Virtual Console launch in the spring. It's nice that we're kind of getting a little taste of these things already. I also did want to point out that when I did rewatch it, he did kind of mention April. So I'm thinking that this Virtual Console is coming in April. He did say <laughs> that at one point during the Nintendo Direct, like when I rewatched it. You made it seem like we'd get the spring update maybe like earlier in April and we'd probably have the virtual console 
by the end of April. So that's kind of what my thoughts are. It might be that first update might be actually early spring and not like May or June right before summer. Right. Hmm. I hope so. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, so that is the uh, Wii U Virtual Console. So if you want to check that out, see what that's like, for 30 cents, you can get Balloon Fight and have at it and more games on the way. Um, and definitely interesting to have GBA games coming too. I'm looking forward to to that as well. Kind of funny that the Wii U is getting GBA games on their virtual console before the 3DS does, not counting the Ambassador one. Um, but uh, it's kind of interesting. Really? You know, I don't think I ever realized that. <laughs> uh, I didn't <laughs> think about the fact that they're not on the 3DS yet. Huh. <laughs> I mean, I know all three of us are ambassadors and have 10 of them already, but I'm sure those will probably be some of the first 10 that we'll see on the Wii U, I would imagine. Yeah, I think because yeah. the ones that we got from the ambassador thing was pretty much the ones that I would be interested in anyhow, so I never even paid attention. You know, even though the fact that I'm the one posting the new downloads every Thursday um, it still never <laughs> occurred to me <laughs> that they're not on there yet. Well, wow. Yeah, and technically they said, didn't they say, like, they're not going to offer GBA games for purchase on the 3DS, and everyone's like, oh, they will eventually. Like, they have to. And <laughs> typical Nintendo, oh, sure, we'll offer the GBA games for you to buy on Wii U. Right. Like, we got you there. <laughs> I will uh, say, though, like, um, I, I, played, I haven't played Balloon Fight on the TV at all. Like, I have only stuck to the gamepad just because it makes the most, so much sense to have it right there. So. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Exactly. I've been using just, it's a lot easier to look at the gamepad. <laughs> I've kind of done both. I use the TV a bit too, but that was also because I was playing and like my sisters were watching too and they are kind of seeing that too. But And that game is actually, God, it's it's so hard using it now because I'm, I'm used to, like, the Bloom Fight game in Nintendo Land using the touchscreen. I'm like, I can't press these buttons oh, yeah. to do it. It's not, it's not the same. But yeah, that it makes the one in Nintendo Land seem so much easier. <laughs> yeah. That is Balloon Fight. Uh, so on to a couple of other Wii U games that have already been announced, and they announced a couple little new features and things. Um, so, for example, uh, Pikmin 3 has a feature where you can basically use the Wii U gamepad to sort of view the game's camera from the viewpoint of the Pikmin. So, like, you know, if you're a Pikmin, you're about to be attacked by one of the monsters, like one of the bulb orbs or something. You can kind of take pictures of that scene, and they kind of showed that. It was really creepy looking, seeing the bulb orbs up close and stuff. But uh, it's kind of neat, and you can share those photos on Miiverse as well. Um, I like that they're sort of... um, coming up with unique ways to use the gamepad, even if it's just a little photo thing, like it's kind of a, a side um, mode, I guess, nothing, you know, related to the main game, but it's still kind of nice that they're doing that stuff. I just think um, that because it sounds pretty interesting, so, oh, I mean, I don't have any plans with the game, but it does seem pretty cool. I mean, it just reminds me of Super Smash Bros. Brawl, how you're able to take, like, an instant screenshot like the action when you pause the game. So I'm sure we might kind of might be kind of similar so then you don't have all sorts of mm. moving things going on when you're taking the pictures in Pikmin 3. So that kind of gave me a little uh, retrospect for that. Maybe they might be implementing that in the new Smash Brothers for Wii U as well. Yeah, when you said that, that's what I was thinking. I was like, huh, that would be perfect for Smash Bros. then. Um, that would be interesting. 
Um, so that was Pikmin 3. Not much really said more on that. Uh, no release date or anything, unfortunately. I can't wait for that game. They still have not said when it's coming exactly, but um, they gave us a general idea, which we'll kind of mention in a second. But uh, then they talked about We Fit You and how that's going to include communities where you can sort of, you know, uh, share your progress and stuff with other people in the community and that kind of thing. And then speaking of communities, they discussed uh, some improvements coming to Miiverse. They basically have heard some of the feedback from people and they want to improve upon stuff and add different features. So they're going to offer the ability to have, there's going to be more than one communities, like in, in each of the, more than one Miiverse community for a game, I guess. Um, I don't know how they're going to implement that, but I guess their idea is so that not everything gets lost in the chaos that is Miiverse sometimes. Um, I guess they're going to be able to, to do that. And along with that, that means they're going to have improved filtering, so you'll be able to um, search through posts easier. Um, and they're going to have user communities, which is one thing that I was hoping for with Miiverse, because they kind of had, you know, stuff like that, like Mario Kart 7, for example. Those communities were awesome. And I thought that would be perfect with Miiverse to kind of combine those sorts of things. And so they're going to be doing that with user communities. Um, and they talked about how soon it's going to be coming to smartphones. First, as uh, it's going to be browser-based, and then they're going to release an actual smartphone app later on. Um, so lots of improvements coming to Miiverse. Uh, what do you guys think of these improvements? I got a couple of thoughts about this. Um, first of all, um, the the fact that Miiverse is coming to the browsers and smartphones is is really cool because I think as soon as they mention like Pikmin 3, you're just talking about how you can, you know, do this, be able to experiment with this different screenshots and, you know, use, you know, cameras and stuff like that. Um, initially, when, when I first realized you could post screenshots in Miiverse, I was like, you know, this is, this is cool and everything, but I might want to do more with these screenshots than just, you know, view them on my Wii. And then all of a sudden when they say, you know, it's coming to browsers, I was like, oh, there you go. That's how I'm going to be able to get them off the Wii U and save them to my computer and even use them, you know, with maybe within the Nintendo views or, you know, other people are going to be able to see them instead of just the people that are, you know, on Viewverse on the Wii U, which is kind of cool. Um, the other thought I had is just that, like, this, I wonder, you know, they haven't really said it per se, um, but I wonder, you know, when... Nintendo closed down their insider forums, you know, several years ago, you know, they knew that they were going to be somehow developing some sort of social network forum, whatever, within their console itself, and that was going to be kind of like their new thing um, back then. I don't know if it was or not, but it seems like, you know, they always kind of said that, you know, it's, it's on hiatus for now. You know, it was always, always one of those things for now or whatever. You know, we'll let you know what's in the future. And I was like, I can't help but think that, you know, they had some idea that something like this might be down the line that would eventually take over because it's basically what it is. I mean, it's it's a it's a forum base, but it's so much more than that. But it's, that's basically what Miiverse is, which is really cool in my opinion. Right. to add on to that a little bit, I mean, I really hope that some of the improvements might even come to have, like, extra linking to even, like, Facebook and Twitter so you don't have to do that extra step yourself and go on the computer, download the photos, and upload it to Facebook. I mean, that seems like it would be a huge hassle if they just had, like, a 
link feature like they did for the Nintendo TV, then that would seem like it would be a lot easier just to share it that way instantaneously. But I don't know if they have if that's one of their in the minds of their enhancements or not, but that'd be pretty cool to see. And also I'm really hoping that they up the character limit. It seems like it's kinda of hard to even help somebody out <laughs> with only with only a hundred characters. And I'm not saying you need to have like a thousand or anything, but I would think even at least get it up to Twitter level, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I guess then if you did have an integration with Twitter, then it'd be a lot harder. Then it'd have to have to cut and truncate text and stuff too. So I could see where that could pose a problem with that integration. But even just having like 200 is a lot easier to explain to somebody if they're stuck on a level, like how to get past it. Because when I think when I was responding to a few new Super Mario Brothers U random users, I was I had to like put two or three comments just to explain everything out that you're supposed to mm. do, and it seems kind of ridiculous I had to comment three times when I could have just said all that in a single comment. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, well, with right now the only people that can post to Meverse are those that are Wii U owners. So now if they open it up, you know, and if it's browser based smartphone apps, that kind of thing, like anyone else will be able to join in as well. So more people will sort of be exposed to Miiverse and they'll be able to see what people are saying about games and that kind of stuff. So I think that'll definitely uh, be interesting. I think if Nintendo advertises that a lot more, then they can get more people, you know, intrigued by what's going on. Did they say that anyone could log in, like, create a Nintendo network ID, or do you have to, like, start that on a Nintendo system? Like, you have to register on a Wii U, but then you can get on on any system, or can you actually register online? Did they, did they go into that? That's true. They didn't... I don't think they really said anything about that. Yeah, not so. that I'm aware of, but I don't know if they'll be opening it up right away, because then it also will be grounds for a lot more clutter, and then it's also a lot more of their censorship, because they obviously have to keep going through and deleting all the inappropriate comments, and when you open it up to everybody, then you can get That's those cool people making those random comments, and also very offensive comments, and also not using the use of the spoilers if they were playing a game that was multi-platform, or maybe they have a Wii U, which just wasn't really using the Meverse a lot, or whatever, too. Right. Well, maybe they'll maybe they'll make it like you wouldn't be able to post or anything if you don't, you know, if you haven't created a Nintendo Network account, but maybe you'll at least be able to browse it or something. Um, maybe. I mean, I'm thinking it's going to be kind of like logging into Facebook. It's like you have to log in with your Nintendo Network ID on your phone, and then then you'd have access to post and stuff like that as well. Hmm. Yeah, I guess we'll have to to see what they do with that. Um, so that is uh, Miiverse. Those are the improvements coming to, to Miiverse. So lots of interesting things on the way. Um, next, it was time for the games. Iwata decided um, to get into the games now. And uh, first off, he started off by apologizing for the Wii U drought in January and February. You know, he basically said that there aren't really any games coming from Nintendo in January or February. And so starting in March, there will be. But he's like, you know, I'm really sorry. We... Um, in order to kind of develop these games and make them good quality, there's kind of a, a bit of a drought. So he apologized for that, which that was something that you know, I want to mention because that's some people may disagree with stuff that Iwata says sometimes, but I feel like he's one of the most like 
relatable CEOs and like he he's always like seems to be aware of what people are saying and always trying to like I mean no other CEO is going to be like I'm sorry we don't have any games coming out like nobody's going to go and apologize like he does um, so that I don't know like that is like bonus points right there for you water for me um, like I definitely uh, respect that uh, that he did that um, but uh, it is unfortunate there's a draw in January and February but starting in March there's plenty on the way. So he described how Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate is coming on March 22nd. Uh, Lego City Undercover is coming March 28th. Um, I think this is the 3DS game is coming later. I want to say in April or something. Um, and I think the 3DS game I read as a prequel. Um, as but, a prequel, yeah. So, yeah. you know, unfortunate. I would hope to play it first, but oh well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like It, it kind of... I'm sort of... I don't know if I'm happy or sad about that because it's like on one hand it would have been nice to have like a similar thing on both systems and have some sort of a cross play kind of thing because it seemed like they wanted to have a lot of connectivity there but then on the other hand it's Mm -hmm. like well it's two different experiences so it's two new things so I don't know I'm still kind of debating that I'm just excited about that whole thing so I mean I could go either way and be excited so I'm just happy that there is a new one on 3DS yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's what's coming through through March. Um, then through the summer, I guess in the first half of the year, the other games coming are Game & Wario, We Fit You, Pikmin 3, and The Wonderful 101, um, which they did show a new trailer for The Wonderful 101 as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on, on those games? Uh, anything in particular that kind of stood out? or Yeah, set on the forums and it's definitely getting the We Fit You and it'll be kinda of interesting to see those custom communities when those are done for Meverse and everything as well. But I'm also getting the wonderful one oh one. That was one of my highlights from the Wii U experience over the summer, so I'm really excited to check out that project and it just looks very impressive to me in the trailer and I really liked how they ended it with all the characters going down that water slide. That was a really cool way to end that video. Yeah, I think uh, the Wonderful 101, or uh, I forgot what it was called. What was the, the old name for it, the tentative name? Uh, I think it is just the Wonderful 101, but the old name was the Project P100. Yeah, yeah, Project, so I guess back when it was tentatively titled Project P100 or whatever, at the Wii U experience, that was the first Wii U game that I ever played. Um, and it was interesting. It was definitely a lot of stuff going on, but it was it was fun. And so I'm definitely looking forward to the game. I think the trailer looked really cool. Um, it seems like it's it's got like you know cheesy kind of voice acting that kind of stuff, but that's what sort of like made it seem sort of enjoyable. How kind of over the top it is a bit, um, and I'm excited for that game. I think it looks cool. It kind of reminded me of the Kid Icarus Uprising, how they added in that like humor element into the story, and it, I think that adds a lot more than game developers are thinking. It makes it really enjoyable to watch and be able to experience it at the same time. I think. Yeah, and I can totally see that main character, or whatever, from the Wonderful 101 in Smash Bros. Like I'm calling yeah. it now. That guy's got to be in Smash Bros. Either that, or maybe in a fist trophy, if not as an actual character. But um, I can totally see that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think um, like when I played it, oh, was it last year? I guess at E3 um, was the first time I I had tried it, and I initially like 
came off as as a Pikmin type game, and I, I think it's similar. It's, it's different in a lot of ways, but similar, I think, basic idea. And, and I think initially, um, I thought I was more excited about Pikmin um, than than Project P100. Um, but I think th- I'm going to have to give it a little more time before I know if I'm really excited or not about it. I'm going to have to see a little more and hear more, a little more, and um, maybe you know play it again before I, I know if I'm really going to be excited or not about it. Um, but for me, I the Lego City Underground or whatever is the really the the big one for me. Um, I just think it's it's a great concept. You know, it's basically as we said before, like Grand Theft Auto, but with Legos. And instead of being the bad guy, you're the good guy. Um, which I love the Lego games. I always have because I think they're hilarious and I think they're fun. And you know, they're they're challenging. There's usually some puzzle aspect to it, but it's not like extremely difficult. And it's just uh, it's cute, it's fun, and and um, I think I'm that's the games that I'm other than Pikmin. I'm, I think most excited about um, that are going to come out in the next few months. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're probably going to be getting all of these first-party titles um, that Nintendo coming out. They all seem to be potentially interesting, um, but uh, definitely Lego City Undercover, Pikmin Three, and Wonderful 101 are like the ones that I guess that's about half the list there. But um, those really stand out. Um, but yeah, that is definitely uh, interesting. Um, so then after that, Iwata started talking about. For Bayonetta 2, they didn't have, you know, new footage necessarily, but they kind of did a little development video and talking about, you know, their them working on the game. Um, and they released an Iwata ask for Platinum Games, so they're starting to do those for actual studios now. Um, so that's out now. I haven't read it, but uh, it'll probably be something I'll check out soon. And there's going to be an Iwata ask for the Wonderful 101 coming soon as well. Um, so that looks interesting. Or, I can't remember. Are either of you guys... Uh, interested in Bayonetta 2 at all, or? Not really. I mean, it looks cool, I guess, but I've never got into the first one and probably don't see myself really getting into the second one either. I was still trying to get some more solid footage from the game. I mean, I should probably start with looking at the first one. I've never played the first one. I I know it was out on PlayStation or PlayStation 2 or whatever, but I never even really played it or even heard too much about it, but and the trailers have been kind of interesting because they don't really show too much of the actual gameplay, which is what I'm really trying to get a hand for to see if it's something that I want. So I'm still on the fence until I get to look into it a bit further. Yeah. Yeah, right now I'm still not sure. I'm, nothing's really kind of caught my attention completely yet, but I'm definitely looking forward to finding out more about the game and seeing what it's about. Um, so then, uh, then like, the, the really good stuff started coming, basically, from Iwata. Um, so, I mean, it, it was good, but then it starts getting really good, and then it gets awesome later. Like, it just gets better and better. Um, one of my favorite series, personally, Smash Bros., was discussed, and uh, Iwata said that basically there's there's not they're not ready to show anything off yet, but they're going to show the first screens for Smash Bros. for 3DS and Wii U at E3 this year, um, and also at E3 this year. Now this was this was big. 
from the EAD Tokyo team who did Galaxy, Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 and Super Mario 3D Land. There's a new 3D Mario game on the way. And there's also a new Mario Kart game on the way. And most people will be like, big whoop, all right, new 3D Mario, new Mario Kart, obviously. But what was the big shocker, at least for me, was they're going to be playable at E3, both of them. Uh, so Smash Bros. are just going to get screenshots, maybe, you know, like a trailer or something, but Mario and Mario Kart playable at E3. Um, so that makes it seem like they're not too far away. Um, so that was definitely pretty big. Um, what do you guys think? My jaw definitely dropped when I heard that they were doing the next Mario Kart and it was going to be playable. I was like, I didn't, was not expecting that piece of information, especially from like a Nintendo Direct, at least this soon, because it just seemed like Mario Kart 7 just came out, and I was thinking that the one for Wii U might be a few years away, but if it's playable, it almost makes it seem like it'll be out before E3 2014, and that really is exciting. It's, I absolutely love the Mario Kart series. And it was also nice to see get an update on the Smash Brothers games to kind of see what they're turning out to be in terms of like how they're going to look and everything. And it was also really exciting to me to see the Mario game because I really like those as well. Yeah. I think, I mean, obviously there's always those, those questions, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, you know, closer it gets to June, um, about, you know, the competition between, you know, the big three at E3 and everything. And, um, you know, basically what Nintendo, you know, always needs to really kind of rise above the competition, you know, is if they're able to show those big hitters. And there you go. Those those are two big ones that are going to be huge um, with Smash Brothers and, and the new, new you know, Mario 3D one and Mario Kart comes in at a, at a great, you know, third one that would just kind of round out, although there's going to be more uh, that we'll talk about later. And um, I think I've it's going to be exciting to see them. Um, I don't want to be like the the bearer of bad news or whatever, but I do remember playing Luigi's Mansion uh, two uh, two years ago at E3, and it's still not out. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be, you know, Mario 3D and then Mario Kart are going to be coming out right away um, because they're playable at E3. They could be, but they could, you know, be something like Luigi's Mansion, and we still have to wait a couple of years down the road to actually you know, get it in our hands. And one of the things I wanted to discuss earlier was I thought maybe the Luigi's Mansion was probably held back to add that multiplayer component that we talked about right before we joined the line. So I'm wondering yeah. if that was a big influence on why it's been pushed back this long is because they really wanted to have that multiplayer component. Could be. Yeah. I think uh, Nintendo sort of, I think they've realized now they really have to get games out soon because um, we have a bunch of games up for the first half of the year, but we don't really have too much for the second half of the year. So I feel like one of those two, the 3D Mario and Mario Kart, will probably release for the holidays. I'm not sure which. If I had to guess, I would probably say Mario Kart. Um, yeah. But uh, either way, I think it'll be interesting to, to kind of see. I think uh, Nintendo definitely, there was a lot of talk you know, lately about what games are coming up for Wii U, like Nintendo's Doom, blah, blah, blah. And there's always that talk, but um, at the same time, some of it was sort of reasonable in that, like, we didn't know what's coming. Like, we know at E3, Sony and Microsoft are going to be talking new systems. Like, that's going to be the big news, so that's going to overshadow Nintendo. So Nintendo's basically like, you know what? That's not happening. We got new Smash Bros. We got new 3D Mario. We got new Mario Kart. We got all the stuff coming. Pay attention to us. Like, 
That's basically sort of what they're saying, I think. Um, so definitely uh, surprising for them to kind of announce all this stuff that, or sort of an, make an announcement of an announcement. But uh, I guess it kind of makes sense that they're going to be showing off all the, the big franchises at E3. So definitely excited for that. And Smash Brothers, I can't wait. I'm so excited. And you guys, Steve, you're, you're going as well, right, to E3 this year yep. or so? Or? Yeah, we just so booked our of, hotel today, actually. So, uh, so both of you guys, is uh, is Mickey going as well? or? Uh, he's probably going to be out this year, actually, um, which okay. is unfortunate. He's he's still a possibility, but it's a slim possibility. Okay. But Greg and I will be there, for sure. Yeah. Nice. So the two of you guys will get to play the new Mario and Mario Kart and see Smash Bros. unveiled live right there. Awesome. Yeah, and that was one of the most exciting moments. Is that I get to actually play Mario Kart. I was like, I did not expect them to bring out that announcement for this E3 because I was wasn't sure what they were going to be having ready. But they were really trying to make sure they keep the focus on them at the E3, even though with these new consoles coming around. Right. <laughs> so that is the the big franchises there, I guess. Um, and then Nintendo started talking about some other stuff on the way that um, I guess maybe to kind of fill in the gaps or, well, at least one other game, and then they get another big stuff. So basically, uh, if anyone remembers Wii Party, um, so that was a game that kind of came out. I, I really don't know how well it did. Like, I feel like not too many people talked about it. or uh, I'm sure it did okay, like, in terms of sales. It's a party game, you know, Wii and everything, but um, I'm not sure. But basically, there's a sequel to Wii Party coming to Wii U coming this summer, actually. Um, and uh, I thought it was interesting. Like, there's, they're going to have certain games that, like, you kind of use Wii remotes and the gamepad together. Like, they're sort of like Twister, but, like, using your fingers on, like, the buttons of the controllers and stuff. It was kind of interesting. Um, and certain games that you only play on the gamepad, like a, um, uh, like a foosball table kind of thing, but, like, on the gamepad, and it was, it was really interesting. Um, so I, I played Wii Party a bit, and it was it was kind of fun. Um I don't know. I, I think I, I'll, I might be getting this one, depending on you know what other stuff they have in it. But it definitely intrigued me. Um, what do you guys think about the Wii Party sequel? It'd be fun, I'm sure. Um, depends on you know if you're going to have a lot of people over playing it a lot. I guess that's that's the big thing. I'm sure it'd be a fun you know party game. But if you share a person that doesn't really you know have a lot of other people to play with a lot, then you're probably going to want to stay away from it because it's not usually a game that, you know, you're going to enjoy by yourself. Um, but I'm sure it'd be good. I'm sure it'd be fun. Sorry, my cats are going crazy. So that is the um, Wii Party sequel there. Um, now the... One of the other, so now they have a couple other big announcements, basically. Uh, so this is one game that's sort of rumored. Uh, I think we talked about this before. Um, and uh, basically, there's a new Yoshi game coming to Wii U. Uh, but I think what was unexpected was that it's from Goodfield, the team behind Kirby's Epic Yarn, and it's basically like Kirby's Epic Yarn, like it's got a whole yarn style to it. Um, it's headed by Takashi Tezuka, who was um, behind Yoshi's Island and Yoshi's Story. Um, no name for the game, but maybe they'll call it Yoshi's Land, which was kind of the rumored thing. Who knows? Um, but, like, 
it looks really good, like, visually. I, I mean, I thought Kirby's Epic Yarn looked good, and now this is an HD and everything. Like, um, I don't know, this looks really cool. What did you guys think of the Yoshi game? I actually thought it looked like it was going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I was kind of watching some uh, analysis of the video on YouTube where people were trying to, like, analyze the gameplay and kind of make it seem like you become, like, a salad when you, like, follow an enemy and become, like, an egg form or whatever. And then basically that allows you to destroy the enemy. So it's going to be interesting to see how you are when you're just in the yarn mode if you can still really fight or whatever. So, I mean, it just seems like it was going to be really interesting to me. I didn't get a chance to play Kirby's Epic Yarn, but it did look really interesting, and I almost did end up getting it. But this game does look remarkably good, and I'm really excited to try it out. Yeah, I, I'm not necessarily, like, overly excited about playing, you know, Yoshi game. I'm sure they're fun. I've never played Yoshi's uh, Island or whatever for uh, N64, I guess it was. Um, but it looks thinking beautiful. Um, yeah, I thought I thought Epic Yarn looked great, but this game is gorgeous. I mean, it's just oh, so cool. And, like, actually, I showed my wife instantly. I was just like, look at this game. And she's like, oh, my gosh, it's so pretty. And that's just, like, that's the impression I get. I might just get it just to look at it because um, it's so gorgeous looking. Yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely looks really interesting. Um, but I wonder if uh, that'll be at E3. I mean, I guess they already showed a teeny bit of gameplay and stuff, so I would think... Uh, it would be maybe playable at E3 as well. I don't know. I would imagine, yeah. Yeah. Um, the next game they had was kind of a came out of nowhere too. Uh, it's another. It's a crossover title um, from Atlas, and it's Shin Megami Tensei uh, Cross Fire Emblem. Um, so Nintendo's Fire Emblem series doing a crossover with the Shin Megami Tensei series. Um, which I don't really know much about. I've heard the name and stuff, um, but uh, this kind of was, yeah, out of nowhere. This is sort of a, a big announcement for some people. Um, I have a quick question. <laughs> I, I remember Trist making some outlandish, you know, thing, you know, uh, attempts at guessing or wanting different things at one time. Did he ever suggest something like this and we told him that was stupid or something? Because I remember that he likes Shimigami Tensei or something, and I thought we had had, you know, he had thrown out some sort of crossover with a Nintendo, you know, first party at one time, and and we thought it was silly. But then as soon as I heard this announced, <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe it wasn't that silly. <laughs> you know, I don't know. He's thrown out a bunch of random crossover stuff. Like <laughs> he, he throws in like Naruto into like everything. It's like no trip. That's true. Yeah. He doesn't need to be in it. So I, it's possible. I think he does like Shin Megami Tensei. Which actually, he's been rather quiet about that announcement too. I haven't heard his reaction. Mm-hmm. Very suspicious. We should we should go bug Trist about this. <laughs> um, but uh, I yeah, I don't know about. Yeah, go ahead. I was, I was trying to trick him to say like, "Aren't you getting Fire Emblem?" Because it's coming out like next week or whatever, and he has, hasn't seemed to respond to that. So I don't know if he even really saw this announcement or not. I really like the Atlas RPG game, so I might be looking into this further, but I don't know yet. I still need more information and footage and whatnot. Yeah, I don't, I've never really got into those games. Um, I think it's great. I think it looks cool. I mean, for the very, very, very limited you know amount we've seen, 
and heard about it, but um, I probably won't get it um, unless, you know, we get it for review or something like that. But um, but I think for, you know, gamers that like that sort of thing, it looks like it should be great, something great. I, was also I, think, gonna add uh, I, was, I also thought it was going to like, also could lead to other things. I mean, if this is going to be a crossover for Nintendo, I mean, who's to say they won't? have something with, like, Mario crossing over with another series or something as well. From, mm. So, I mean, this could open right. doors for Nintendo to have potential other crossovers as well. There could be a Mario Kart cross, like, Sonic Racing Transformed or something. So, I mean, it's obviously also good news that Nintendo's looking to do those kind of things, participate with those kind of crossover games. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think, actually, I think Iwata basically even... He said that. Like, I think he said, like, this is a sign of things to come. We have other, you know, things in the works and stuff. Um, so I think uh, I think probably because they had, I mean, the 3DS came out, like, what, was it a year, year and a half or something ago? Wii U just came out recently. Like, I think now they really needed, in order to release a bunch of games and release them frequently, they need more development resources. So they're really working with other developers to kind of help themselves out so that way, you know, they can get uh, these games out on time and everything. Um, so I think we'll definitely see more help. Like, I mean, they even have Namco Bandai helping out with Smash Bros. You know, they have uh, Team Ninja did the, uh, you know, Metroid game. So they, they've done stuff like this uh, before. But uh, it, it actually makes you wonder. There was this really crazy rumor that was probably proven fake. Like, I don't think it's proven completely wrong or right either way. But seemed pretty likely fake, and that was like a Metroid and Star Fox crossover. Which everybody's like, that doesn't make any sense. But now it's like, it, it makes you wonder, huh? Who knows? <laughs> um, but uh, that's uh, Shin Megami Tensei cross with Fire Emblem. So we'll see what that's like. Next, they start talking about a series that I didn't expect them to talk about, and that is The Legend of Zelda. Um, I didn't expect them to be talking about that right now. And uh, basically they said they, they didn't have anything on the Wii U version, like the new Wii U game yet, but they kind of get a hint to say that they're basically rethinking the conventions of Zelda. And the two things that they mentioned in terms of conventions are having to complete dungeons in a specific order and solo play. So to me it seems like they're hinting at maybe the Zelda games being more open world in a way or like kind of not as linear um, and also possibly multiplayer. Um, so that definitely seems really interesting as to what, you know, they might be doing with that. Um, I'm sure that's, you know, a ways away, like two years or so. Um, but uh, definitely uh, makes you think. But in the meantime, this kind of came out of nowhere. Um, it's something that people have been requesting, but didn't expect it to actually happen. Uh, A.G. Onuma, you know, the Zelda series was basically like, well, because the Wii U game is going to take a while, in the meantime, we have an HD remake of The Wind Waker. Um, so GameCube game, remade on Wii U and HD, and it's going to have gameplay enhancements, whatever that means, off-TV play, uh, Miiverse functionality, um, all that stuff. Um, so what are your thoughts on this, I guess, Wii U, Zelda, and The Wind Waker remake? I think it's, I mean, it's one of those kind of obvious things, like, when they said they're working on a new Mario game or they're working on a new Mario Kart game, it's like, yeah, duh. But at the same time, it's it's also one of those games where, like, even if you just tell me you're working on it, 
it's nice to hear <laughs> because it's one of those just big titles. And so um, it was cool to hear that, you know, the, the enhancements or the th- things they're thinking about, you know, working into the new Zelda game. I think um, I'm thinking, you know, this, this title has got to be gigantic, you know, when this world that they're going to be creating and stuff um, just because of the capabilities of the Wii U that's, you know, much greater than, you know, Wii or GameCube and stuff before it. Um, so I'm really excited about that, even though it's, it probably is, you know, like a couple of years down the line. Um, and Wind Waker HD is, is exciting, I think. Um, only, you know, I'm only partially excited about it just because I played the original. It's, it's, it's a remake of a game, so I never really get extremely excited about things like that. Um, but I think, uh, you know, some of the, it, it's one of those games that kind of made sense. Um, I think maybe Rock had talked about, I, I think you posted it on Facebook or something like that about how, um, you know, he's like, hmm, I wonder what will be used for the Tingle, you know, uh, device, because you used to be able to use your Game Boy Advance for it, you know, and, like, makes sense to use the gamepad, you know, for it. Um, so I think it's a, it makes an obvious, you know, connection. Um, it's it's one of those games that when they originally released it for GameCube, it was kind of, it was the first one that changed the, the style of, of Zelda, um, you know, went away from the Ocarina of Time style that people really loved. They tried something new, and, you know, initially it was, like, horrible reception, and then all of a sudden people really liked it, and they still like it, and now they're, you know, boosting it graphically a lot. And so um, I think it could be really good, and I think, um, you know, a lot of people are going to be really excited about it. Um, myself in particular, I, I'm... I'm excited for a new for a Zelda game, but I'm not as excited as I would be for a brand new one, just because it's a remake. You know, along those same lines, I mean, it's really nice to hear that they're looking at to modifying the basic formula. That's one of the things I did like about the very original one is technically you could walk into level eight and do that one first if you were really good enough and were. Had, like stopped and got a few of the weapons that you needed. I think you just needed the bow and like the candle or something. But it's nice to be able to see that in a more modern Zelda, where you can go into whatever dungeon that you wanted and be able to go. I mean, it obviously makes the puzzles a little bit easier, and or it just makes the weapon in the dungeon not as special because you're going to need to have certain weapons to be able to do that going out of order. And I think that's where they ran into the trouble trying to do that in Skyward Sword is usually you use the last weapon to do the new puzzles in the new dungeon up until you get the new weapon. And from when they're expanding off of the solo play, that almost makes it seem to me that they might be thinking another Four Swords game where you could have play with like up to two or three other people that play at the same time and each person might have their own link. Also, I don't know if they're looking at even like the online multiplayer. I mean, Kid Icarus Uprising has a fantastic multiplayer and if they had could link like different range of swords and some people could use bows and stuff that could turn out something somewhat similar to that as well, which would be really exciting. I thought that multiplayer was done very very well. And in terms of Wind Waker, I did agree with Steve saying that I did play it on GameCube and I'm not as excited for it because I already played the game and I've stayed on the forums. It's not one of my 
favorite ones either, so I'm likely going to pass on it unless it's at a really good price point, which it doesn't seem like it would be based on how they've done like the Ocarina of Time 3D price point. Right. Yeah, I think I'm definitely curious to see what they do with the Wii U Zelda um, and kind of how they change that up. And I'm curious to see if they're going to stick with the motion controls or if they're going to focus more on, like, gamepad stuff or I don't know. Um, yeah. But what intrigues me the most is the the um, the fact that they seem to be hinting at multiplayer. So I'm wondering, like, some sort of online multiplayer thing. I think that would be really interesting. Um, that would be kind of cool. Uh, and in terms of Wind Waker, I never did play the GameCube game. That's one of the 3D Zelda games that I um, didn't play. So now it's perfect that, you know, it'll be releasing here. And uh, I'm not that very good at the Zelda game, to be honest. But uh, with Miiverse around, if I ever get stuck or something, then, hey, you know, I have that functionality mm-hmm. too. Um, so definitely um, definitely something I'm going to be looking at to, to get um, and play in the meantime. So, uh, And it makes you wonder what other potential, you know, games they'll remake in the future, if any. So there's that. Um Kind of going a little bit briefly back to the crossover stuff uh, in the chat, uh, Guest 6 is talking about, he said he'd love to see Nintendo team up with Sega's Smile Bit to create the next Star Fox. They said Panzer Dragoon was a beautiful game. Um, so it'd be cool to see more crossovers and things like that. Um, I shout just want Star Fox, period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since we've had one of those. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's the title that wrote working on is a new Star Fox game. It seems like they, they've been all secretive about it, and they were supposed to announce it at last year's E3, but obviously it's not at that point where they were able to reveal it, even in this Nintendo Direct, so I'm assuming we'll either hear something either before E3 or at E3 or obviously Retro Project is. Yeah, I'm curious what that is as well. Um, and shout out to Roth and Randolph Thor in the chat as well. Um, there's that. And then last but not least, they had one other announcement. Um, it's something that some people were kind of predicting might show up at this Nintendo Direct, um, and it did. And it is Monolith Soft's new game. Um, so they're the ones that made Xenoblade. Um, and the new game, uh, I guess, tentatively called X, um, which some people seem to think it's a sequel to Xenoblade Chronicles. Other people are not sure. I guess... Um, Some people see some similarities, I guess, with with that game in terms of the, I think, the UI and that kind of stuff. Um, But the game itself, um, the one thing that I can say is it looked really good. Um, And, uh, I mean, I'm not big on RPGs, but it looked good. And the whole thing with how you can have mechas and stuff that transform and you can go in those, I mean, that kind of stuff is always interesting to me. and you know it's good when Trist, for those that know Trist on our forum, mm-hmm. and he's a fanboy of the other system, especially Sony, um, he was even saying that, like, that game, like, he's like, wait, is that a PS3? T- or is, like, that's, like, he was saying, I don't even know what he's like, it seems better than, like, PS3 stuff, or, or not PS3, um, PS4 or something. Like, he was, he was basically impressed with the graphics. Like, he couldn't believe that it was Wii U. So if, if he's somehow impressed with it, then, uh, you know, it's got to be a, got to be good um but uh yeah so that was uh i don't know that trailer was kind of interesting what do you guys think of that brief look at x or whatever it's called yeah, it looks cool i think a... go ahead 
I was just going to say, it, it did seem to me to be more of like a Xenoblade type of game. I mean, I didn't get a chance to play Xenoblade yet, and it's on my list of games to play. I did just get it. Jeremy sent me his copy that he had from reviewing back in April or whatever, so I haven't had a chance to fire that up yet. But it did seem like it was going to be like a game just like that or maybe even a sequel. And even knowing that, it just seems like it'd be, it looked absolutely amazing to me, and just knowing that, it just, makes me kind of excited to see more about it and see if I'll end up getting that one as well. Yeah, I think it uh, it looks a lot like I think I commented or, uh, you know, written wrote originally that it looks a lot like, you know, even like Monster Hunter or something like that, which, you know, is a great game. Um, but it, even, it seems like that type of a game when you, when they show the trailer and everything. Um so that's not necessarily a bad thing at all because it's a it's a great series, a great game, but it did seem a lot like it because you're fighting these gigantic monsters that look like dinosaurs. Um, but I'm I'm excited for it because I think yeah I think it should be good. Um, you know it's it's probably going to be one of those gigantic games as well that has some huge world that takes you know like you know hours and hours and hours to finish. Um, you know something. Yeah, not necessarily like a Skyrim, but maybe close to it, um, which I think is is cool. I think uh, a Nintendo system needs you know a game like that, you know, for for those type of fans that really want you know a game that's going to take forever. They can really just get lost in that universe um, for a long time and um, have some you know epic battles and stuff like that too. Hopefully, there'll be some like online co-op and yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I don't know if I'll like you know get it right off the bat. Um, but I think it should be good for the for Nintendo as a whole for some for a game like that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, um, go ahead. I was going to add one other thing. I also thought it was nice that they even showed it to us because I mean it took them years to bring over Xenoblade and the Last Story and Pandora's Power, and by them hmm. showing it to the NA Nintendo Direct, I mean maybe this is a sign that hey they are starting to listen to the those fans really wanted these RPG games, so maybe we might actually get it closer to the same time as the Japanese audience. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. definitely a good point. Um, there's that, and I think uh, kind of, I guess what both of you guys are saying, I think this is definitely, seems to be that Nintendo's kind of listening. Like, I think the biggest thing now is what really sells systems are exclusives. You know, I mean, you have multi-platform titles, and some are a little bit better than others and that kind of thing, you know, depending on which platform. But for the most part, it's the exclusives that really sell systems. Mm-hmm. And so Nintendo kind of lined up. I mean, they got the typical stuff like Mario and Mario Kart and Zelda, you know, in a bit, Smash Bros. and stuff. But you have all these other games like, um, excuse me, oh, my voice cracked. And that's, it does it sometimes. It's annoying. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically, uh, like this X game, and um, the, I mean, there's um, Bayonetta 2, which is one that kind of came out of nowhere, considering Bayonetta was on other systems before, and, like, the wonderful 101. I mean, there's, like, a bunch of other exclusive titles coming out that they show trailers and stuff for and gameplay, and they're basically like, hey, this is why you should buy a Wii U this year or in the future. Uh, you know, this is the stuff that's coming. Um, and I think they they proved their point, at least, you know, to me, it seemed like uh, this was a good Nintendo Direct. They really made their point, I guess. Um, yeah, I think so. so. I, think, I think the only thing they're really missing right now, um, and maybe, you know, it's something they've held back 
on for E3 possibly is um, maybe some sort of new IP and, you know, announcement or, you know, maybe it's available, you know, soon after or something like that. But, um, you know, I think there's a lot of people that are really are excited about Mario, Zelda, you know, Pikmin, Metroid, Star Fox, you know, all that sort of thing. But, you know, Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, they have a lot of great, you know, franchises, but there's there's another level of, of gamers out there that are that are, you know, desiring something new. You know, what's what's the next thing that Nintendo's gonna put out? So I think um because they've already introduced the new hardware, what's the next new franchise that they're gonna put out? What's the next new thing that, you know, no one has ever done before or you know, maybe they've done before, but then done it horribly. Um, that's the that's the thing that I think I'm waiting on, um, and hopefully, you know, that's maybe their big announcement at E3 or one of the big announcements at E3 or something like that is like that, you know, that new IP. Yeah, I remember them discussing a while back that they were working on new IPs, but obviously we haven't heard anything about them mm-hmm. yet. So I almost wonder if they're still working on them, and maybe after. This year, maybe next year, they might start looking into it when Mario Kart's out or will be out very soon, and the 3D Mario game will either be out or out very soon, so then it won't be overshadowing and out at the same time, and then when people are looking for new content from Nintendo, like, well, here's this brand new IP, it plays just like Mario, or it plays similar to Call of Duty, or whatever it's going to be, they're able to introduce that and hopefully get more people to be excited that they're introducing something completely brand new. Yeah, I think that type of thing we might see more at E3. Because um, Nintendo Directs tend to be, at least each game, you just have a shorter amount of time to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more for, like, you know, little announcements, trailers, or things like that. Or a series that we already know about. Like, hey, there's a new Mario Kart. Well, we know what Mario Kart is, you know. But E3, they kind of have time where they can sort of demo games and that sort of thing. Um, so I'm hoping that along with the stuff they already said is going to be at E3, um, Hopefully they'll, you know, have one or two new IPs or something to kind of show off on stage as well. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, um, this is, I mean, if this is a preview and it kind of basically was of what's to come, um, then that's that's pretty exciting. It's definitely one of the best uh, Nintendo Directs that I can remember, actually. I can uh, agree. I thought it was the best one. I almost wanted to correct Austin at the beginning and say it was an epic Nintendo Direct because I don't think they kind of set the bar really high now, and it almost seems like the next few might not be on that same level unless they really yeah, come right out of the field. That one would be disappointed with all the other ones. It'll be hard <laughs> to say, like, well, they announced Mario Kart, 3D Mario, and Smash Brothers. What else did they do to top all three of those things? <laughs> and even had mentioned The Legend of Zelda as well, too. Yeah. I mean, well, this one, actually, it focused pretty much on first-party Wii U titles, and they did say that, you know, later on they're going to have stuff on third-party titles as well as 3DS. Um, so we do have those potential Nintendo Directs in the future. Um, and if it's on, you know, the same caliber with these types of announcements, then we are in for a treat. Um, so we'll see how those go. Um, so that's about it. That basically wraps up this uh, Nintendo Direct and this podcast. Um, so Lots of cool stuff coming to Wii U from Nintendo on the way. Um, and you know, there's going to be a bunch of stuff at E3 as well, like Smash Bros., 3D Mario, Mario Kart, all that stuff. And Steve and Greg will both be there covering that stuff. Um, so we'll have all those details from there. 
Um, and yeah, lots more great stuff on the way. So that's about it for uh, this episode. Uh, make sure to check out our forums as well. Uh, if you have a Wii U, post your Nintendo Network ID, um, or you know, just join in on the discussion. Let us know, uh, you know, what games you have and what you want to play. Um, I know lately we've been trying. Um, I didn't get a chance to yesterday. We were trying to play uh, Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed online and stuff. Um, if you have that game or any other games, let us know. Um, so I, we I'm will going be online yeah. right after we get done. If anyone wants to play. Okay, so if anyone else has uh, Sonic and Ultra Racing Transformed, head online um, and uh, and race in that game. Um, definitely pretty fun. Um, so we will be back uh, in two weeks. So I think that's February 12th, if I uh, calculated that correctly, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time. So be there and join us live um, as well. And definitely check out all the other older episodes that we've had of the podcast as well. can't believe it's been 84 episodes already. Um, I think towards the end of the year, we're going to be hitting... Actually, I think around our four-year anniversary mark is kind of when we're going to be hitting the, the 100th episode, something like that. Um, so have lots of great stuff before, lots more cool stuff on the way. So thank you guys for joining in. Thank you to those in the chat as well who joined in. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Peace out. Yeah. Yeah.